What's going on, everybody? It's Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. It's Phoenix Down episode 69.3. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we're finishing Red Dead Redemption just in time for Red Dead Redemption Part 2. This was totally not planned. The pre-sequel. I roll. Yeah, yeah the pre- best R- JRPG. Yep. And the so, sequel's coming out this year. So the... <laughs> In the year of the JRPG, we we are doing Red Dead Redemption. But we beat it. We got Anthony on the show. Hello. And yeah. I mean, howdy. Howdy, part. Howdy. Don't, I should have done howdy all the time, but I just said hello. Yep. It's like uh, those, if you ever play Stranger's Wrath, the guys that are in town, they'd always say, howdy, stranger. I, I used to get through their voice really well. <laughs> but uh, I've gotten old in my day, so I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Older tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That's right. Tomorrow is my birthday. Or when this goes live, or you'll already be that age. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, last we left off, we were still in Mexico. Mm-hmm. You had just... Uh, you were on the mission to go get DeSanta. Yes. The ending to DeSanta. Um, when we track him down him and his little army guys um we eventually get him cornered and we have to he tries to run off so he runs off on foot i chase him down uh well here's what happened so i chase him down on foot and but i was calling him a horse at the same time the dude, my horse catches up to me, and then the dude tries to jump on my horse and, and steal my horse. And I was like, nah. <laughs> so I lassoed him off of my horse, <laughs> and then hogtied him and brought him back to the, to uh, the, um, I guess, revolution, the revolutionaries. And, uh, we get the option. After we beat the crap out of him, he tells us where, uh, Escuela is. Javier Escuela. And uh, we get the option to either kill him or leave him to the resistance. I killed him. I left him to the resistance. And they thanked me for killing him. Yeah. Well, they shot him after I left. I, I, I rode off and you could hear gunshots in the background. So uh, he tells us where Javier Escuela is. We go to the town. It's like a. It's almost like it's the hotel out in the middle of nowhere. Where, mm-hmm. where all the uh, the hookers are. And when we get there, there's a bunch of army guys there. We shoot them all. And then Javier Escuela is not there. Which, um, like, all I have to ask is, like, was John Marston surprised? Like, he had already been there and Escuela wasn't there. Like, I don't know. At this point, I think John Marston is just ready to shoot anybody who will tell him where Javier Escuela and Bill, Bill Williamson is. Um, so after that, we start doing a few more missions with the resistance. They're doing their big, we're going to take out the entire army. Apparently is this, is this where you catch him having sex with the woman? Uh, yes. Yeah. This is this is the part. I absolutely hate this character. Yeah, he's 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 banging he's a piece of shit. He's banging a woman on a table, and then John walks in and he's all right. Uh, I guess I'm done. 
Yeah, I... Last week I said something about stereotypes or whatever. Yeah, like, whoever wrote this was like, I really don't like Mexico. (laughs) Because, like, every person, every single guy you meet sucks. And I get it, this game is filled with shitty people, but, like, good lord. Like, I... This guy is supposed to be leading a revolution. I get it. Some people are shitty. I get it. But, like, I... The time in Mexico, I felt like every character was a terrible stereotype. The... He, this guy is especially, like, just horrible. Le- leans on it. Yeah. Yeah. Because at like... least... At least, um, DeSanta... They do something interesting by making him either gay or bisexual. I, I, I this guy's a piece of shit. Um, I do not like him. I know you're not supposed to, and very clearly Marston doesn't like him. Yeah, but he's he's um, you know, he's got this Louisa, who is basically the catalyst for a lot of this stuff. Is a good person who is trying to help her family. And she believes in this guy. What's his name again? I can't remember what his name is. It's uh, Abraham Reyes. Abraham, yeah. And she believes in this guy to lead the revolution. And she's kind of blindly following him. And this guy doesn't even know this woman exists. But he's had sex with her. Yeah. And he even tells Martin, I, you can have her too. He even, he even sounds like a stereotype. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's really bad. Uh, you could have her too. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh so, two more missions with Reyes. With with a painful character that yeah. you have to talk to, yeah. And we eventually... Would get... you like to sleep all the way there? Absolutely, yeah. over here, this guy talk. Yeah. So, we eventually get there, and the army has actually done like a counteroffensive. They have taken over this town, and we're trying to um, liberate the town while trying to move in on the army forces. Is this where um is this where Abraham Reyes is getting his ass handed to him? Yes. Okay. And we That's save another him. thing that he takes credit for goddamn everything. Yeah. We save him uh, again well, well, leaning into a stereotype. I, I I point this out because like this is when you go back to America, yes, people are shitty. And yes, there's still stereotypes, but they seem like they give the people better motives than just they're fighting a war. I, well, yeah, he's the, the the big thing that happens here, though, is that he is being held at gunpoint. We're supposed to be saving him. And Louisa comes out of nowhere with a knife and is rushing some of those army guys and they just shoot her dead. Yeah, that was a really, uh, I was surprised by that ending. Yeah. And Marston shoots all those guys and saves Reyes. And he tells him, he's like, you're gonna, he's like, you're gonna, uh. Yeah, after you're done, are you we gonna, what about Louisa? And then he calls her Laura. Yeah. He's like, you know, you're gonna keep fighting this, you know, for this woman that just died, this poor woman that just killed herself for you. And he's like, we'll, we'll write a song about her. Um, but here is also where uh, 
we have our like little standoff. All the all the army guys versus all the resistance guys. Javier Escuela is here. Oh, this sorry, this is this is before this is um you actually do a raid and then you that's when you go for Bill Williamson that's and right. Louisa dies. That's that's the thing is like it's it's so quick. Like the last two yeah. these last two missions, missions blend together. Yeah. yeah. Like you take out one guy, then you take out the other guy. Yeah, Squala did you take a squale alive or I did take a squale alive. Yeah, me too. I took him alive. I loved him, him swearing at you the whole time. <laughs> the whole time he is so mad at you. So you finally run into a squala. He tries to escape. Um, I had none of that and shot him in the leg. I, I lassoed him and brought him back to town. Well, I, I shot him in the leg so I can easily walk up and hog tie him. Oh, yeah, you can do that too. Um, Where are you running to? <laughs> yeah. He, you know, he he. We do have a cutscene with him. He's talking to him. He's like, "You remember, you left me for dead." And he's like, "We thought you were dead. We didn't think you'd you'd still be alive." And he's like, "Come on, man. We just, just we, we used to be friends. Let's let's be friends again." Nope. <laughs> so we, uh, I take him to prison. We throw him in prison. Then we have our last stand. That's that's the big last stand right there. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, the the colonel, what is he? The general? Um, I don't know what he is. He's the, he's like the yeah, head, the head one of the heads of the the army. Him and Bill Williamson uh, have came together to uh, basically get out of there, and they are in a stagecoach that is armored. Uh, yeah, I think so. And also has. I mean, it's like not Gatling the first armored stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the first one. Yeah, but, yeah. So, so we uh, had to chase it down, and as we, we disable it, <laughs> shoot the drivers. Disabling in the Wild West meant shooting the drivers. Yeah, because all of a sudden the horses stop. I thought <laughs> I was gonna have to shoot a horse in the the. If you shoot the first horse in the head, the whole carriage is gonna stop inevitably. Yeah, that's true. So um, we stop the stagecoach, and the general or whatever he kicks Williamson out of the <laughs> stagecoach. He's like, "I'm bartering my freedom." He's like, "Here, this is the guy you want. Take him and let me go." Well, Reyes is there too. Reyes is like, "Nope," and shoots the general. And he shot Bill Williamson for me too. Oh, did he? Yeah, I just waited. Oh, really? And she's just like. No, this. Yeah, they don't talk about it. They just, yeah, he does it. It'd be way too long. So, Bill... So I wanted to take in Bill Williamson alive. Yeah, I did too. I wanted to take in Bill alive too. The thing is, what happens basically is that after the general gets killed, he drops his gun, and Bill then goes for the gun. Oh. Okay. So if you don't shoot him, he goes for the gun, and I guess Reyes kills him. I, I didn't wait that long. I was trying to shoot the gun out of his hand, but I shot him in the hand, and then he died. <laughs> so, either way, Bill Williams. It dies. happens. Yeah. Hand accidents leading towards certain death, apparently. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Bill Williamson is dead. We've accomplished our mission. We have to go now to Blackwater. Now, before we head back and out of Mexico, there was a stranger mission. I, I like pointing these out because I personally think some of these are better than 
Like, there's the one where the guy's searching for treasure. That's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. There's the one that's got the guy building the flying machine, which I haven't finished yet, but I vaguely recall not going well. Um, the uh, There's a one where you can go and uh, stop who I assume is a pimp hitting his um, lady, his prostitute, or whatever you want to, the term you want to use. Um, and uh, you can pay for her freedom. And if you don't pay and shoot him, she runs away afraid, and that stranger mission's kind of over. Mm-hmm. So I paid for her freedom. And then I found out that she's going to head towards where the nuns are. So I go and speak to a nun, and the nun goes, oh, a man came for her, and she left with him. And, like, you can kind of tell, like, John Marston's like, oh, God, no. So he goes, and he finds the guy that he fought with before, who, like, threatened John, which is a big mistake. And uh, they're in a graveyard, and he accidentally, apparently, killed... His prostitute, this prostitute who I can't remember her name, um, but uh, he's accidentally killed her. Um, and John Marcy goes, Why'd you kill that girl? And he's like, I didn't kill her, I hit her, or whatever. And he's like, Well, then why the hell are you unburying her? And he's like, Why? You want to have sex with her still? Like, he's so rude to John. So eventually it just ends in a shootout where I delivered righteous justice to him. Um, via shooting him in the head six times before he <laughs> fell down. Um, I figured out... This is when I figured out how to... Um, like, what you have to do for um, the duels. Duels. Yeah, so... If you shoot the hand and the gun, you're what you're doing is you're, the limbs don't give as much bar. What you have to do is end the duel with a higher bar than your opponent. Right. So what you're doing is you're aiming for the chest, the head, or the hand that's reaching for the gun. Um, which obviously, so if you shoot for the head or chest, if you unload bolts in there, that's a that fills the bar up more. The one that fills up the bar like almost immediately is if you shoot the hand that has the gun, but it's obviously the harder target. Right. But if you shoot for limbs, it doesn't. It only like clicks up a little bit, and you're like guaranteed to lose. Hmm. Well, so, useless now. I know, but that's how that worked because I, I I had to I had to look it up because I could not win that duel. So, uh, give me an update on the stranger mission. I know you. Um. Okay. So the one in Mexico. Hmm. What is the one in Mexico? The one in Mexico is where you ha- you go and give the, the nun money. Um, before we return to Blackwater and all that. Um, so I know you is the stranger you meet in the train station the first time. Second time you meet him, um, he is, I believe it's the train station, correct? Yeah. You meet him in? Yeah. So then you meet him on a cliffside and, um, you go and talk a man out of cheating on his wife. Um, then you're in Mexico and he says, and every time you talk to him, he delivers a little bit more of all the bad stuff John Marston's done and John Marston gets irritated. And then 
Um, you help, you give the nun some money, and then when we return to Blackwater, you can do this mission before going and talking to the uh, government agents. Um, he's standing on what ends up being Marston's ranch, mm-hmm. um, although I don't think it's made clear that that's his property ever up until that point. No, it's not. Okay. Um, and he goes, oh, this is a nice spot right here. And um, he kind of gives, uh, he says some things that I can't remember the exact words, but it's like, it suggests that he's more than just a person. Right. And Marston tries to fire at him as he walks away, and Marston misses. Which, if you've played this game at all, Marston doesn't miss. Right. So, it's uh, it's kind of an interesting thing, and we'll get to that after when we get to the last part. Right. So. So yeah, after finishing up with Mexico, we've helped the revolution. Changes are coming to Mexico. <laughs> I don't think so, but no. okay. Yeah. Uh, Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Yeah. Replace replace one with another. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool, fool me twice. Won't get won't get fooled again. Yep. Can't fool me. Yeah. So um, we head on to Blackwater. Uh, Blackwater was the town we originally started in in the first cutscene. This is more of a modernized town. Looks like something. Looks like something in, of the era. Yeah, it looks like you know you're not in the wild west anymore. You're looking at something from maybe like the 1920s, getting close to like prohibition era. There's cars, autom- car. automobiles, and stuff like that. So uh, I mean, you know, obviously it's 1911. Henry Ford's been making the Model T for a while now. You can have it in any color as long as it's black. As long as it's black. Uh, so, yeah. Um, we go talk to the government men. Government men being uh, Edgar Ross and what's the other guy's name? Who cares? They're both hateable assholes. Yeah, I really hate both these the second guys. Guy, the second guy isn't as bad. No. But the second guy is the... Uh, he every time he delivers the line, it's just a backup. Yeah, like yeah, They're, yeah. He's parroting what Edgar Ross says, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Okay, I got Williamson. I'm done. Give me my family. Give me my family back." They're like, "Well, we found out that uh, Dutch, your old gang leader, he's in town somewhere. We gotta go find him, and we want you to do it too." He's like, you told me it was just for Williamson. Now you want me to go after Dutch? How much longer is this going to keep going? And they're like, until and, we say it's over. And this is, so I remember the government agents. I did not remember Dutch being in this game. That's So to me, this was like, oh, I don't remember this at all. I don't remember anything that has to do with Dutch in this game. I remember going to Blackwater. I remember driving or riding in a car at one I remember point. Tall Trees. I didn't remember who you were going after. Yeah. I thought it was still Williamson. Yeah, that was the thing. Because, again, I never played this, so I just followed my father playing it because he was more interested in this. I wasn't into Cowboys. So we still got... We still got, like, five, six hours of this game left. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I kind of rushed it 
Me too. I did a whole bunch of missions back to back. And back. these new missions that started getting into like the two segment missions. Yeah. So let's do the the long short of this being so. There's missions that we do for the government men, which is trying to find Williamson. Uh, we also do some missions for this doctor. Yeah. This doctor is possibly the the biggest parody of a sophisticated racist. Sophisticated racist? I was thinking more of also the, the false intellectual, seeing how he's up on fucking drugs all the time. That's true. He's... he's uh, it's not. Is it? It's cocaine. Yeah. Um, he's big on cocaine. Is he also doing morphine? I think so. Okay. He offers yeah, John he's... Uh, cocaine at one time, and John's like, "Maybe later." <laughs> but uh, this doctor is doing research on Native Americans. And yeah, let's 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 research in the vaguest of sense. Yeah, he's doing research. He's been kicked out of Yale. Which was brought up multiple times. He got kicked out of Yale for um, degeneracy. And his studies on the Native Americans are what eugenics makes, based. Yeah. What what makes Native Americans less of human beings than white men? So um It's horrible. Yeah, like oh surely it's in the blood. Um yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know what eugenics is, it's like basically a bunch of racists who are like, what if we could improve people through science and just like looking at like race differences through science? It's not science-based. It's like anecdotal at best. At best, it's anecdotal, which is not science. Um, anyways, and that's where this guy falls in because like every time he deals with natives... It's like, what makes them savages? It's like, oh. It has, so, it's the guy, something to as do the with their brains. Yeah, as the guy's speaking to him in English, I went to school. Uh-huh. I see. How are you? I can speak English. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's always basically undermining everybody. And he's he's always con- like there was that one cutscene where he's like, so I made a crazy discovery. I looked at the blood between a white man and a native, and all of my research is ruined because they look exactly the same. Well, I forgot. Yeah, he wrote a bunch of research first. He wrote two books, books, and then it's all wrong. It's all wrong, and it, it's like a really hyper realized version. Of a hardcore racist from back then? I don't know, because he's not like anti native. He just thinks they're. He, he acts less like this people. is a matter of fact. Yeah. That's that's the worst kind of racist, is the, the matter of fact racist. Like, it just yeah. is. And, like, no, it's not. And the problem, the problem I have with this is that John Marston has always been kind of a word for reason. In this one, he doesn't even bother. Oh, well, there's no... that He's clearly hates this guy. Like, when every every piece of dialogue between him and, um... Oh, God. The native fellow that you're with. Um, Natas. Natas. Or Natas. Yeah. Uh, Nastas? Nastas. Yeah. 
We had the spelling right. <laughs> Different ways to say it. Not as Satan spelled backwards. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nastus is like every piece of dialogue between Marston and Nastus is very clearly not like they're very clearly not fans of the Doctor. Both of them don't care for, to try. And Nastus delivers some lines that are like clearly like you're an idiot, but the yeah. Doctor thinks so lowly of him <laughs> that he's not understanding um, that Nastus is like insulting him. But it doesn't help that they made all the natives, which this isn't true, like totally monotone. <laughs> yeah, none of them have emotion. So, what we find out through some investigating, and by that I we mean climbing a mountain, killing a guy, stealing his binoculars, and then getting shot, and getting shot at, which I think speaks somebody's skill level. Yeah. Uh, Dutch Vanderlyn is his name. Dutch Vanderlyn is in Tall Trees. Uh, which scenario? Yeah, with Tall Trees. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. I wanted to just make sure you understood that. Mountainous, snowy area. He is there, and he has recruited a lot of Native Americans to be in his gang. Off the reserve, yeah, no less. Uh, and uh, so we we kind of use... I don't know why we even keep going back to the doctor. That's the thing. We, we could just go to... I don't yeah, know. We could just use the government guys and the natives to to basically, you know, solve yeah, this entire we save, thing. We save Nastus from being like tied up on top of like an abandoned ship because he's an informant for the government. Yeah. But then for some reason we kept visiting a doctor who patched up Nastus. Yeah. I can't figure out why we kept going back to him. Because they wrote the character and thought, this is great. Yeah. Can I just say there's a there's a heavy dip in character writing at one point in this game, and it's as soon as you go to Mexico. Yeah. Everybody past that point seems kind of... Like, it feels... I said this before. It feels like there's, like, two games worth of story here, but they could only fit in one game's worth of story. So we got the first half, and which leads into, I mean, the final part of it, but, like, that's kind of the the core of the story and the rest of it's kind of this weird dip where it's not really great. I feel like even Dutch even, is a pretty decent character though. Yeah, but it feels like that was supposed to be the big thing after, you know, like the Bill Williamson stuff, like it felt like that was the, oh, we can't just have you go for the main guy right away. Yeah. I don't know. Like, cause like even the way Williamson ends, like it's not very climactic. All of them are not very climactic. No, I think Dutch's is pretty... Uh, we'll continue, but like, I, I think Dutch's ending is pretty pretty good. Yeah, It's okay, I guess. I, don't I, know. I think... They're, they're, I'll tell you why when we get to it. So, okay. anyways. Well, we're going to do a bunch of missions with the government guys. We're going to do a bunch of missions. You're going to hate every moment of it. Yep. Yeah, the doctor. Um, um, you're going to hate... Every, you're going to legitimately hate every moment of that. One, one of my favorite uh, lines from Marston comes in this part where they're riding in the car and uh, Marston's like, he said, I can take a horse any day. 
and and they get they're getting chased by guys on horses. Well, no, it's I'll take a horse any day. Well, this is reliable. And then, this it, breaks is what they say. <laughs> it, breaks and then it breaks down. Uh and then on top of that, after after they have a shootout while they're trying to get the car fixed, they jump back into the car and they're like, "Man, that was close." He said, "Well, maybe if we weren't riding in this thing, I can run faster than this piece of crap." <laughs> I just love that line away he delivers it. The guy who played John Marston delivers I'm going to be very irritated if they didn't get him back. Alright. I He's can't, the voice of John Marston. I can't talk about it. I think they may have got him back. I'm just gonna say that. I'm just gonna hold on. Go ahead and look it up. I'm so, sure the casting is out at this point. So um yeah, uh, keep keeping on with the missions and stuff like that. Uh, we get a bunch of stuff Dutch. Yep, they got him back. They got him back. Oh, good, because he's so goddamn good in this game. He's, yeah. he's the reason why you play this. Yeah. So uh, Dutch is like, Dutch has got some guts. He comes into town multiple times. And tries to uh, take out Marston. Well, uh, the first time he shows up, he's there for the doctor. Well, yeah. But the second time, he's robbing the bank. Bank! <laughs> and I'm just like, man, this guy doesn't and care. And the way he leaves is horrible. Uh, you want the girl? You can have her. Pushes her forward and shoots her in the head. Yeah, we have this big oh, shootout at a bank. Wow. So, we, I mean, it's a long dialogue, too. It's like, you know, they're, they're having a standoff, Marston with the government men, and Dutch holding this woman hostage. And Dutch says something like, you were, I didn't picture you as the, um, the, like, the errand boy. I right. never put you as the errand boy. Like, oh, wow. That, like, there's some, like, that, that's the thing. Like, you know, what, when you start talking to Dutch, like the back and forth between uh, John and um, Bill Williamson seems like nothing. We ran together. We don't anymore. Yep. <laughs> you left me for dead. I thought you was dead. I'm like, all right, well. That was a long time it. ago. Yeah, that was yeah. it. And like when you get to Dutch, it's like, oh, okay, this is more of like actual hurt. Yeah. You were like a father to like, me kind la- of thing. Yeah, later on, um, you hear that, like, uh, John Marston's son, Jack, was, like, raised around, like, Bill and um, Javier. So, like, th- those moments should have been more, I think. Yeah. Because they were, like, family at one point, And they just kind of fizzle out. Like, and, like, here's where we start delivering, like, emotional hits i think yeah i don't know why they waited to the very end to do this stuff yeah and that's not me shooting on the game the game is still very good it's just it's it's there's these weird moments where i maybe i'm just so used to how rockstar delivers stories now and that this is still this is you know a, almost a decade old yeah it's just it it Sometimes it's so amazing, and the other times it's just like, eh. 
this gameplay's fun, so that's what keeps me going. And John Marston gives gives some lines, but other than that, it wasn't enough to keep me going at times, you know. Yeah. But um, so I'd go out and shoot deer. They've done a they. I feel like they did a decent job with how uh, the natives. Anytime you run into them, they're they're bringing up the you know. Uh, like oh they're suffering it's like we've suffered for the hundred years with you guys. yeah this will bring this will bring destruction upon you like we've already been through that yeah um yeah the, yeah, uh, the was... writing for them was okay i just felt like the performance was a little stiff the cause... And, and like stiff on the direction of it not so much the vo- actual voice itself yeah the the biggest thing for me and the and the probably the biggest the hardest hit besides dutch shooting that woman in the head as he ran away was when you and the doctor and and nastus go to talk to some dutch's of yeah, well, some of dutch's men but it was also nastus's like you know his people from the reservation yeah and they just shoot him they just shoot him in the face they call him a traitor a traitor to the white man. Yeah. And they shoot Nastus in the face, and you just have a big shootout against these guys. Well, the people that shot him are dead, too, so... <laughs> yeah. I it's I was like, dang, man. And you could... I think even the performance from Marston in this was pretty good. He was like, God, why do you guys do this? Yeah. You know, he's like, God, like I don't want to be involved in this, and... This is just freaking horrible. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm that right because this happens before um uh uh Dutch comes to town for the doctor. Yeah. And so yeah, we eventually um we we the doctor leaves town after he's had enough of yeah. this. I'm leaving. Good. Yeah, he leaves. Oh, one other thing I forgot to mention. When we first get into Blackwater and we go meet the government men, we're going to go do a mission for them, and we run back into Wes Dickens being arrested. Yes. Uh, yeah. The last, it, kind of disappointingly, the last time you run into him. Yeah. Uh, he's being arrested for, what was it? Oh, uh, narcotic possession. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, it's just my elixirs. <laughs> and so, um. Let this man go. Yeah, he uh, the Marston's like I know this guy. He's just a swindler. Just let him go. This is the same thing that America was built on, and probably the best thing Edgar Ross ever did in his life was he's like, all right, let him go. So yeah, West Dickens does not get arrested thanks to John Marston. Um, but yeah, after the, after the Dutch starts robbing the bank, that's kind of the 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 beginning of the end for him. Yeah, we start moving in on him real quick after that. But after after he murders murders an innocent that woman, person, yeah, yeah, that woman in cold blood like that, they're like, okay, we're taking this guy out now. So we have a big a big. So they move into his camp. Yeah, we move into his camp up in the mountains. Have a huge shootout with a bunch of natives. Yeah. And uh, we eventually get him cornered for a boss fight that it feels like they had set up an arena for a big boss fight. Oh, you mean the giant gun? Yeah. 
Yeah. He's got, yeah. yeah. He's got this giant like it's machine a gun. Square room and a machine gun. And what do you do? You shoot a lamp. You shoot a lantern and it lights the place on fire. So I feel like this was supposed to be like a bigger fight that took a while because there's tons of places where you can hide and it yeah. looks like you're supposed to like get somewhere and eventually make it up to him and fight him or something like that. Can I just say I I want to – I'm going to chalk this one up to they gave you a bunch of places to hide, and originally they probably didn't give you the fact that you were supposed to shoot the lantern. And when it came to playtesting time, people didn't know what the hell to do, so they kept firing at them and dying. So eventually they gave you a little moment, the little cutscene or whatever that shows you to shoot the lantern. Yeah. Um, That's you, my guess. You, that's a pretty good little, guess. Because there's like most of the other – main things you don't fight really yeah there's no boss fight in this game yeah so i I assume that like that originally was like shoot the lantern but they never really tell you in this game to shoot lanterns to set people on fire yeah so i have a feeling that a lot of people got to that point where like i don't know what to do so that was their solution because it's like it's the only time in that game where it just kind of takes the camera from you and is like, look at this! Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. So... Because otherwise they just usually throw text up and was like, shoot the lantern to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then this one, they're like, maybe you should do something here. So... Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we do a chase sequence with him where we're climbing more and more up the mountain. As we're doing through this... The, through the mountain. Through the mountain, going through caves and stuff like that. And uh, as we're doing this, we're getting some dialogue between him and Marston about, like, you know... Uh, their past. Their past, along with, you know this isn't over if you kill me. They're still going to come after you. Yeah, they'll just... Well, it's not even that. He, when they're when they're standing on the cliff, he just says, like... And, and like, through, like, a very good performance of where he's obviously supposed to be getting teary-eyed. Like, you know it's not over. They're just going to find another monster. Yep. And I was like, oh, because I knew the ending of this game, and I was like, god damn. So, uh, and, yeah, we don't even, we don't even shoot him. Yeah, he just lets he... himself fall back off the cliff. Yep. And lands on the ground, dead. We make it down to the bottom, and Edgar Ross is there. Make it down to the bottom, Edgar Ross. Well, may, and then Edgar Ross walks up, and um, <laughs> he, he says, "Where's my family?" Or no, sorry, uh, Edgar Ross says, uh, "He didn't even have the balls to shoot him," or whatever. And then takes Marson's gun and fires one into him. <laughs> fires one into the him. body of. Uh, Dutch. And he goes, it'll look better on the report. And yep. that's when Marston goes, where's my family? And then he goes, oh, your wife died in prison. And Marston's like, very clearly about to shoot his head off. Yeah. Ah, it was just a joke. Shitty fucking joke, bud. <laughs> Not the right person to joke with. And he's like, yeah, they're back at your old ranch. We let him go back to the ranch. So we travel back to the ranch. And here's the most boring part of the game. You know, it is the most boring part. No, sorry, correction. 
I don't mind a couple of these, but some of the other ones are so... Getting the cows. Yes. If I have to herd cattle in in Red Red Dead Dead Redemption 2, I'm going to break that disc. I fucking... Okay. I hate herding cattle. I hate it. No, what I hate more? You know what I hate more? Goddamn horse breaking. Horse breaking doesn't take that. I'll tell you what. Yeah, the breaking of the actual horse is fine. I don't give a shit about that. Getting the goddamn horse and then having the fucking lasso fucking stay around their neck. I don't know why. It would. Am I supposed to hold the right trigger? It doesn't fucking tell me. I think you're supposed to hold it. Yeah, well, it would just let go. So now, I've I've had to work really hard to get up to this horse, throw the lasso around its neck. I have it. Oh, and the game just says, ah, you don't have it anymore. Hmm. I spent 30 minutes with Uncle trying to get fucking horses. And and I, I hated every second of it. And then I'm breaking my final horse, and, like, this is the time I fall off a horse. The only time I fall, fell off a horse after while breaking it. And then... It runs away again. And I'm like, well, fucking shit. Now I gotta start this whole fucking thing over. He's still got two horses, but now I have to go get a third one again. So I'm riding around like an asshole, trying to grab one fucking horse. And Uncle in the background is fucking giving his little dialogue things on loop because they don't have a ton of it. Ah, what are you, tired? I'm like, oh, yeah, because this game's so much goddamn fun. I don't want to be... I don't if if it works better fine but it probably won't like it 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 seemed like an issue with like r- like tracking of the actual rope because it would just disappear like it, it didn't want to conflict with um the geometry so like if the geometry cut into it at all it just the, the rope disappeared yeah I don't know something happened and it was like, oh, shit and that cow already fucked that shit too all the farmhand stuff shouldn't happen in this game because uh, I'm not a farm person in this game. In the in two, I should say, because like this is when they're robbing banks. Why the fuck would they be herding cattle? So <laughs> it better it better be. I'm, mm, so mm. yeah, we'll we'll see. Time will tell on that one. But let's explain why we're doing all this stuff. So we go back to the Because I hate myself and this game is asking me to do this in the final moments of it to really build up some bullshit. I don't care. You could have done this in a cutscene because I didn't like it when I did it early in the game and I don't like it now. They're, they're pushing really hard on... He's just a family man. He's I a don't... family man. He's trying to get his life back together. So we go back to the ranch and we run back into his wife and child. His wife is Abigail Marston, who... Uh, ex-prostitute. Ex-prostitute, which was brought up by Dutch... Dutch, that everybody had their way with her. You married her. I guess that makes you better than us. Yeah. <laughs> and had a son, which is Jack Marston. Uh, his son is about 16 years old. And quite possibly the most annoying character in this game. Well, his dad, sir. He calls his dad sir, but I mean, I, I mean, back then, of course, it did. But um, 
they also I was expecting Pa. Well, they they which call he does him Pa, a bit, yeah, but they call him Pa a lot. But the the biggest thing for me is that there is this weird, like, moodiness with him, where well, he is. I mean, his dad, he's been through some shit. Well, he has, but so has his dad. And he's like, there's parts where he's like, I hate you. You you gonna run out on us again? And then like two seconds later, man, I had a good love day you. today. Thanks, Pa. I love you. That's true. And I'm just like, come on. You know, it, it just, I love you, Pa. I hate you, Pa. I love you. I hate you. You know, it's just back and forth. He's really annoying to me. That's fair. But they're trying to push this whole, he's getting his life back together by doing annoying missions like cattle herding and shooting birds from getting into his silo. Corn. And the crows the, getting corn. I, 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 yeah. The big, the, the biggest one for me, I hate herding cattle. I hate breaking horses. I hate doing all that stuff. The biggest thing for me that did not make any sense whatsoever. We get a letter from Bonnie McFarlane, and it says that their corn got eaten by like moths and stuff like that. Insects yeah. came and, and, and took out all of their crops. And they're hoping that Mr. Marston and his family could possibly you know, donate some to them. Dad, yeah, was this supposed to be taking place over a goddamn year? Or? I don't know. So that's the thing is like to the time you can't figure it out. But the biggest thing for me in this entire thing was, <clears throat> excuse me, is that John and his wife get on a, a, a carriage carrying this corn and they're like, all right, well, we'll take it and we'll help them out. You have a limited amount of time to get to, to the <laughs> McFarland farm. Or they they won't take it. Is that what happens? Does the farm close? Why are you They'd giving all me a time die. limit? They all die. They all die Everybody, from. They are starvation. that close to death. And I just I, like why are you giving me a time limit on? We're doing somebody a favor. It's not like they're going to refuse it if it gets there at seven o'clock. But one of the greatest things happened during this mission. Because when you pull up to the farm, or no, it was it was during the mission to go get the cows. You, you asked Bonnie to give us some cows, and she does, she she promised that she would. And so you go get cows with with Jack. And the greatest thing happened during this mission because uh, Drew McFarlane is standing outside of the house, and. If you pull up to the X, the cutscene starts. So I was going like full force, like giddy up. <laughs> and I made Drew McFarlane like nosedive out of the way of the carriage. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cutscene starts and he's still standing. And he's like, ah, Mr. Marston. But it was just like that split second of him like going, ah, <laughs> jumping out of the way. It was one of the greatest things ever. I busted out laughing and my wife walked in. She said, what happened? I was like. I almost ran over this old man. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Anyway. So, I should mention that there is three people on the farm. There's Jack, there's Abigail, and there's Uncle. 
Who's now, not your uncle. He's not your uncle. He's always been known as uncle because he's always been old. And he was supposed to be taking care of the farm while Jack and Abigail were, I guess, in prison. They never really explained where they took them. Yeah. And he, like a bunch of rustlers came in and took everything and they got back and the whole place is in shambles. And he's like this old guy who's just like, he's mad at the world and he's lazy and John's treating him like a piece of crap. To be fair. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, we do a few missions with him. We teach. They're all terrible. Yeah. All the uncle missions are bloody awful. Those are the ones where you're breaking horses. That's the one where like, you're herding cattle. Take, yeah. Oh, yeah. They give you the whole option of like, do you like, so we're herding the cattle and taking them out the pasture and there's a train robbery going on. And do you choose, you choose to either stop the train robbery or continue with the cattle? So I what did you do? I continue with the cattle because I want to get Me it over with as soon as possible. Me too. So we did that. Uh, we teach Jack how to hunt. Uh, and uh, we had to follow a dog to do all our hunting, apparently. Yeah, the dog that's not introduced, you just doesn't suddenly have a dog. And then Jack... And it's and it's it's not like... The, it, like, the dog's following a set path. Yeah. So it's not like you actually have to follow the dog, but you have to follow the dog, which because is always my favorite type of mission. Because you don't know what the path is. Yeah. Only the dog does. Yeah. So, and, and the dog stops and slows down. So you're like sprinting full force, but then you've gone too far because the dog stopped. Yeah. Return back to the dog. So I had to go back to the dog. Rufus or something. Rufus, like that. Rufus. And um, then you got the mission where uh, Jack goes off hunting on his own to go kill a grizzly bear, and then uh, you know we're like. How dare you go off like that? You know you can get killed. Pie, I, you know, I just wanted to prove that I'm a man. I'm a man. I ain't no boy, Pa. I hate you. And you get yeah. back to the farm. You're like, thanks, Pa. Thanks, I love pa. you. And I'm just like, come on. Yeah, it's annoying. the The best person that's in in this sequence here is Abigail. Oh, for sure. Giving shit to John all the time. Yeah. She doesn't Riding with you to the McFarlane ranch because she doesn't trust you. Yeah. She's like, who's this woman? Who's this Bonnie? Is she good looking? She's she's average. I don't she's know. Normal. She's normal. What do you mean by normal? I don't know. Two eyes, nose, two ears. <laughs> Mouth. What? What do you want to know? I, I love that. <laughs> that sequence was actually pretty good. Other than the fact that the whole time you're like panicking because it's time based. Yeah. And like, well, the cutscene before that where he's like, Get, got a letter from this Bonnie McFarlane. And he's like, did you read it? She's like, I can't read. You know that. And he's like, give me the letter. <laughs> exactly. You better read that out loud. Yeah, it's like, I ain't hiding nothing. What are you That's <laughs> so good. Help. Stop. We need corn. Stop. Not much of a romance letter, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, But eventually... All roads lead to this. So it kind of comes abruptly. It does. You would have figured. Uh, I don't know. 
I kind I understand it kind of has to, but at the same time, like you would have figured there would be some sort of like lean on it. I like, kept somebody wondering. watching him or something like that for a while. While while I was playing this part, I kept going back to when I first played this game, and after killing Dutch or after Dutch dies. I was thinking, oh, this game, you know, we make it back to the ranch, and I figured that'd be like, oh, happy ending, good, you know, roll credits kind of thing. And I was like, why am I doing all these missions with my kid and my wife and stuff like that? And I was like, something's up here. And I was like, why are we still playing this game? It should be over by now. And I kept going back to thinking about how what I was thinking when I first played this game. And it all comes to this. So, <clears throat> after a few months, I guess, I don't know how long it is. I want to say it's not very long. Yeah. Because uh, by in-game time, I think it works after about, like, a week. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if that's it... the forced, like, if you do the missions, I found it kind of forced me to keep, like, going into the house and saving twice. Yeah. To get to the next day. So I think it ends up being about a week. Okay. All in all, this game in the in-game time takes about I think two and a half weeks, three weeks, like so, like a month. All right. So yeah, we get the cutscene where uh, a bunch of guys are coming up over the horizon. The army, the, the army. bloody army. Yeah, he sends the army after us. The army shows up at the the ranch, and uh, John tells his not son, to not to take anybody. In either, just a murder. Yeah. They tells the son to go inside, lock the door, don't come out for anything. And Uncle and John try to hold off the army. And we start shooting everybody. And boy, will they take you out quick. Yes, they surround you. They These have guys the... are non-stop. Yeah. Uh... Unfortunately, we're on the porch shooting a bunch of guys, and Uncle gets hit. Uncle gets shot in the chest, and... No, the character is so very... I know. He dies kind of funny, though. He's like, I ain't gonna leave his porch. I'm gonna... And he just falls over dead. (laughs) And, of course, everybody sees it. Abigail sees it, and Jack sees it, and everybody's kind of horrified. And now begins... We got to protect Abigail and Jack as they make it to the barn so we can get on a horse and get the hell out of here. How did you choose to do it? What do you mean? From the silo or on the ground? I did it on the ground. I just ran. I did, in the, I did it in the silo. I ran straight. Climbed to the silo, took out the sniper rifle, and, uh, you know, just started murdering the army from there. Yeah. Shot a bunch of guys. They make it to the barn. We make it in, and John's like, "All right, you guys get on this horse and ride like the wind, and don't look back." And they go on, get. Like, slaps the back of the horse. Yep, I'll catch you. I'll catch up with you guys in a minute, and then they run off. Slowly opens the door and sees how many guys are standing outside. Yep. So John opens the barn doors, and he's surrounded by probably about twenty guys. 
and the maximum amount of targets you can have in Deadeye is six. So, yeah. It forces you into Deadeye immediately. Yep. And you choose six targets, and it doesn't matter because the rest of them shoot you dead. Yep. John Marston uh, gets killed, gets shot at least probably ten times. Oh, yeah. Like in the first scene of Robocop, he gets shot. Yeah. The only thing that doesn't happen is he doesn't lose limbs. He, uh, but there's the same amount of blood splatter. Yeah, he's he's uh he stands there for a few seconds, comes to his knees, and then falls over and dies. Um, we uh we then cut to Abigail and Jack, and Abigail's like, "We got to go back." I you just, heard that? We got to go that. back. We got to go back. We turn our horse around. The first time in the game where the horse doesn't have stamina. And we ride back uh, to the ranch to find John Marston laying there in a pool of his own blood, dead. As well as the soldiers that you killed. Yeah, there's a few soldiers laying around. Someone has to clean up that farm, just remember that. John Marston is now dead. And we cut to a scene... And so is the cowboy. Yeah. We cut to a scene where uh, it shows John Marston's grave... And it's them having their funeral. Yep. And it zooms in on his uh, gravestone. And then it's just something or other. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. And then it zooms back out. And, and it's an, raining. And it's raining. And there's another grave sitting beside it. And it is Abigail Marston, who died three years later. And... Now we're playing as Jack Marston. And now Jack is now, I think, either 19 or 20. Yeah. And we take over as Jack Marston. And this is where you quit. <laughs> it wasn't that it was just like, well, I'm like, all that's left is Stranger Missions. Yep. And like, it's mostly ones I started already as uh, John, so... Yeah, not realizing that... Because, for some reason, and I don't know if it's just because I'm playing on Xbox One, the Stranger missions don't show up uh, when I'm zoomed out of the map. And sometimes they don't show up unless I'm, like, right near it in-game. Yeah. They were kind of weird. So, uh, that is the, the soft ending to Red Dead Redemption. There is a final ending where you get, obviously, get credits... And that is a stranger mission. Stranger mission is called "Remember My Family." Uh, you go into Blackwater as Jack. Uh, I think it's like, I guess it's around like nineteen eighteen, nineteen nineteen, somewhere around in there. And you, when you go into Blackwater, there's a stranger mission where you talk to a government man, and you ask if he knows who Edgar Ross is, and he's like, "Yeah, he lives out." Over in the country. He retired about a year ago. He's like, alright, thanks. So you ride out to there to this house. And when you get there, his wife is there. And he's like, I got a message for Edgar Ross. I would like to uh, deliver it. Do you know where he is? He's like, he's on a hunting trip down in Mexico. Uh-huh. So you have to ride. So first off, there's two things here. 
One, if you want to kill a government official, people, you can't just go and ask because they won't tell you where the person lives unless you're getting, like, an intern, in which case maybe they hand that out to you. Second, the best place to kill them is a hunting trip. Dick Cheney got away with it. That's um, true. <laughs> he didn't right, kill the guy, to... though. Well, he shot him in the face. I think that's enough. I, I mean, listen, I think shooting someone in the face is far worse than killing them. That's true. But, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, after, so then you had to go to Mexico. Uh, we go to Mexico. It's not that far. He's like on the river. Uh, they're like doing fishing and hunting and stuff like that. We go to, uh, Mexico where their, uh, their camp is. We run into his brother. His brother's like, yeah, he's down the river a little bit doing some quail hunting or something like that. Duck hunting. And he's like, uh, yeah, he's on down over there if you want to talk to him. But I mean, everybody thinks that you're, you're working for the government, giving him a, like another message or something like that. Cause they keep mentioning, he's like, he's got out of the government. He's not working for the government anymore, but they keep contacting him about stuff. So, uh, you go down to where he is and you have your last stand with him. Now, before I get into that, let me tell you what I did. So I went to his home to find him and his wife was there and she told me that he was vacationing basically or on a hunting trip. I was like, thank you, ma'am. Then I pulled out a gun and I shot her in the face. <laughs> Somebody saw me shoot the woman. So oh, I then killed him. Lord. I now have a $200 bounty on my head. I travel to Mexico. I run into his brother. He's like, yeah, he's down the river right there. Thanks. Shoot him in the head. Now I've got uh, a posse after me. I dead eye all of those guys. Rack up about three or four hundred dollars worth of bounty. Oh my god. And then I go and find him. We get a cutscene where, uh, see, I kill his whole family. He kills my dad, I kill his family. Alright, so if anything to take away from this Phoenix down is don't fuck with Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, you killed my dog, you goes full John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> I'll blow up your house. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, we then have our final cutscene, which is Jack, he's like, are you Edgar Ross? And he's like, yeah, who are you? He's like, my name's Jack Marston. You knew my dad. And he's like, oh, I remember your dad. It's like, yeah, he was, he brought, he brought all that on himself. Yeah, uh-huh. And he's like, he's well, I'm going to finish it right here. He's like, if you want to play, let's play, man. It's like, I'll shoot you like the piece of shit you are, too. And so you have a, you have a, uh, a duel. And I, uh, I won that duel by unloading six shots directly into that man's head. See, personally, I think it would have been a more satisfying conclusion if uh, it's, it, like you go to duel, but Jack just runs up and puts six bullets in th- in his chest, <laughs> full execution style, yeah, just like up close and personal. 
That would be nice. So you hear him gurgle one last time. Oh, I shot him so many times in the head that he did a backflip <laughs> into the river. So that was kind of fun. Uh, Jack then, uh, it cuts to Jack. And I remember, I, I, as I found it funny, my wife walked in. I was like, hey, I'm about to beat Red Dead Redemption. You want to watch me? She's like, sure. She walked in as I was shooting him. And uh, it shows, after he falls over, it shows Jack kind of like look down at his gun Almost like, should I have done this? And then he turns around and starts to walk away. And the screen like kind of zooms in on his face. And it turns to red and black, like that, that red and black color that is Red Dead yep. Redemption. And it says Red Dead Redemption. And then you get credits. The end. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean... It's an interesting, you know, um, take on, like, it's kind of weird going for a prequel for two, just cause this is the end of the cowboy. And I know there's a lot to explore in the background of these characters, so I'm kind of excited for it. It's just weird that, like, if you were saying, like, Red Dead Redemption 2, I, you know, it's kind of weird that you, I mean, the first game in this series is kind of the end of the series. That, well, by all accounts, here's here's my thing with that. I think it would have been better if they would have called it Red Dead something. Oh, you mean like the, not, the sequel, not Red Dead Redemption? Redemption. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it rolls off the tongue too much, though, that they couldn't. You know, like what what do you choose? They should have been Red Dead uh, something. You know, like Red Dead Revolver, Red Dead Redemption. You know, but. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's just at the same time, I think Red Dead Redemption has enough um, sort of name to it. It's, yeah, that, it's, it's title recognition. That's basically what it is. Um, that plus maybe they call it two because it's a d- direct relation to the first Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Also, is it weird that like you're playing as a character in Red Dead Redemption 2 that looks a lot like John Marston? <laughs> like, if you look at the Dutch, if you look at the Vanderland gang, they're, um, all the characters look different, except John Marston and the character you play as in Red Dead Redemption 2. They look like they could be related. But everybody else has their own sort of style. Here's my thing, and this is my speculation, is that I think we see the death of Arthur in Red Dead Redemption 2. The reason why is because, if not... Why isn't John Marston going after him in Red Dead Redemption? Um, Arthur being... The main character of Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... Have you, have you looked at the, what the Vanderlyn gang looks like? I mean, I've seen the, the trailers yep. for one of them. Uh, one of them looks suspiciously like, uh, I know you. Mm. Yeah. And he happens to know a lot about the past. So I, I don't know if that's a thing or not that's intentional, but like I realize he's kind of just a generic person for the time, like a, ge- a generic, like aristocratic sort of look. But um, also we forgot to mention that the "I know you" guy uh, when he said, "Oh this right, is, this is a good spot," spot. is where it's, his grave is going to be. Yeah. So it's a um, 
I really like that sort of storyline. Like, he even kind of mentions that he's not human, that he's, like, God or the devil or death or somebody. A ghost. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I get the feeling. I, 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 You know what? I'll have a bold prediction is that this game, Red Dead Redemption 2, will end with us basically betraying John Marston and leaving him for dead, and Arthur gets killed. I, you want to hear my bold prediction? Sure. I wouldn't be surprised you play as John Marston in this game. At some point, you play as John Marston? Uh, that it ends with, it like, I bet it leads up right to the point where John Marston gets, uh, well, first of all, I haven't played the game, but um, whatever the hell's happening outside right now. Um, part of me was wondering if they'd do a bait and switch. You're playing as this other guy, and then it's like, oh, you're actually playing as John Marston. Welcome to Red Dead Redemption 2. I doubt they'll um, do that. Yeah, I think that's too far. I, I think, um, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if you sh- if you play as him, only because there's a big portion from being left behind that isn't told then. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have a feeling that you, at some point you'll probably take hold of him. And then, um, other than that, like, I honestly don't know because I don't know if you get to see all these people sort of be brought into the Vanderlyn gang because, like, from my understanding, you're, like, the most senior member of it. Yeah. Which is going to be funny because um, you're the newbie also at that time because you're the one that is being played by a player and not AI, so you'll be the worst shooter on the team. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, and if the. Thank God Rockstar has worked on AI since then because everybody gets in the way. I accidentally. I don't know how many times I shot soldiers to have everybody turn on me because they ran into my shot. Yeah. In this game, yeah. So, what are your final thoughts on Red Dead Redemption? Should have played it sooner. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm actually glad I played it on the Xbox One because um, I think they did some model updates for it. That or the Xbox version was far superior from day one, which would be embarrassing. Um, yeah, I, w- I kind of wish we'd see some sort of more, like, some more connection to, and I know it's not similar at all, but Revolver, because I like the main character in Revolver as well. Um, I know he shows up in multiplayer. That's not, I don't really count that. Um, Red Harlow is his name. Because um, I like the design of that character, too. It's like the scars on his face. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I can definitely, I'd say it's uh, pretty close to a gaming masterpiece. It's really good. I uh, I think it still holds up pretty well. Um, of course, there are some open world jank to it and stuff like that, but some of that just turned out to be kind of funny for me. Um, but yeah, I think it's still a great game and still has one of the best DLCs ever, which is the Undead Nightmare. Undead Nightmare. Um. But yeah, I, I 
I'm glad we finished it for right before Red Dead Redemption. Oh yeah. 2. So I'm uh, I'm really excited for Red Dead Redemption two now. Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, when you asked me to like when I said I hadn't played it and you asked me to do this, I was like, okay. And then I think like after I started this, I went and pre-ordered Red Dead two from a local game store just because I was like, well, good God, this is amazing. Yeah, uh, my wife is getting it for my birthday. So, I will be playing it whenever I get back from uh, from the St. Simons. But uh, we do have an email. I'll read it off. comes in from Dustin. It says, uh, oh, it's called Horse 1.0. <laughs> it says, what's up? First, I got to say, what the hell is wrong with Tony? Um, well... There's a lot to go in, and like this podcast can't go on for four hours. But okay, like he says, seriously, comments like "How does a horse run with a big dick?" and his political comments about America are in trying to apply them to this game. Does he listen to himself talk? <laughs> no. Well, I don't know why anybody listens to me talk, but okay. And said, so, "Dude has some weird thoughts that go beyond his sister." Ha ha. <sighs> you never living that down, man. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, just I'm wait, pu- I'll just wait till someone else, i.e. you, end up being a meme again. Yeah, I was a meme for a long time. Don't worry. It says, uh, anyway, I'm part of a very unpopular opinion that Rockstar doesn't make very good games. They make fun playgrounds with the best attention to detail, but the game themselves aren't that good. Only GTA I finished is 5, and it was Okay. I really didn't like Bully and traded it in when I beat it, and Manhunt is just torture porn. Best Rockstar game, in my opinion, is Red Dead Redemption, and only because of whoever plays John Marston does one of the best performances ever, and the ending is one of the best in gaming. The beginning is strong, uh, then I found myself running from A to B to run errands for a bunch of ridiculous people. Uh, there would be some fun missions here and there, but for the most part I was bored. The best part is just doing your own thing, which Rockstar does best and listening to John talk. I went back this winter and played Undead Nightmare for the first time, and that is some funny stuff. But I did run into a lot of glitches, so I don't know if it's the expansion itself or what, since I've never remembered the main game having been so janky. Honestly, though, I thought uh, I would hate this game when I first tried it since I'm oversaturated with country music and Old West-themed attractions where I live. I don't particularly... Well, that, that explains where the bloody sister stuff comes from. <laughs> oh, good God. All right. Uh, I, don't welcome, particularly, I don't particularly care How's for... How's it feel, bud? Oh, here we go. Let's not start any animosity here. No animosity. Uh... <laughs> Particularly care for Western themed things, uh, but the game grew on me and the progression that Rockstar has made in the past few games, uh, makes me really excited for Horse 2.0. Will it be got, beat God of War for my game of the year 2018? We shall see. Sorry for the scatterbrained email, but I figured you had a better, you better have at least one to read. Haha. Thank you for that, that email. That wasn't scatterbrained at all. No, it was pretty, it was pretty, uh, pretty concise so we're good i think if you don't like rockstar games and i realize that you said you like red dead redemption i don't know if uh red dead redemption 2 is gonna beat god of war um and i only say that because god of war is so concise 
but does open world stuff really well. And I, I hate to say it, but like one of the things that I feel like Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to do is do the open world stuff. Um, but not do it in a way that feels as rewarding for exploring as God of War is. But that's because God of War is built like a Zelda game, which, you know, is open world eventually. Yeah. But slowly gets delivered to you. Um, so you don't get that whole, I don't know what, what you'd call it, um, almost like ADD walking around of like, ooh, what's that shiny thing over there? Because uh, that's what happened to me. That's the reason why I didn't finish Mexico but last for last podcast because I ended up getting sidetracked by all this other stuff to do. Right. Um, and in like God of War, it's very good at keeping you on track. Um, and I feel like Red Dead Redemption Two because it's a Rockstar game and it's open world. It's going to do that same sort of stuff where you know the story might be great, but you might not finish it in time for the end of the year because there's so much other stuff to do i would i would call it bloat but like rockstar is at least good at making that all feel worthwhile yeah i think because he makes a good point i'm not a big i'm not the biggest fan of rockstar games like i loved bully and i love red dead redemption i have never been a big fan of gta i i legit can't stand gta 4 Oh, um, GTA 4 is, is yeah, no. And GTA 5, I have never beaten. I owned it on 360, and I own it on PS4, and I made it to basically the exact same part each time. I just have no desire to finish that game, and I think it's because I don't care about any of those characters. Like, Oh, I did. But... I, I enjoyed playing as John Marston. John Marston is like one of the, my favorite characters in video games, and... You know, I enjoy playing Bully because of just the setting was a little different. It was, it was. I like Jimmy, the main character. Jimmy, too. Jimmy was pretty fun. Uh, and I'm, and did you play Scholarship Edition? Yes. The the Santa missions are fantastic. Yeah, those were really good, and I feel like the villain Gary Smith. Gary, wow! I can I can tell you his name. Yeah, his me. name's Gary Smith. I think he's one of my favorite villains in video games because of oh just, for sure just just because he's just that douchebag you knew in high school <laughs> that like he would he would call you names and and do like really mean stuff to you but you still hung out with him because he was yeah. he was that kind of guy and I just I love that about him I'm like why the hell am I hanging out with you and like and even, the voice actor for Gary is phenomenal yeah he's, he's like, so perfect at the being that character yeah i looked him up just to see what else he did and not much yeah he's he like the guy who did his voice was great and like i just loved bully i adore that game and i wish they'd make a sequel um i don't think they ever will yeah i don't know if they could get away with it now no especially calling it bully well, it's not even that, which, but that was an issue back when it came out. But I think just with, um, I don't want to get political after that email, uh, you know, school shootings and stuff. Yeah. No, being I mean, that's, that's so the thing, prevalent yeah. now that, yeah. like, mm-hmm, I feel like you'd be straying into, uh, like, I don't blame Rockstar if they never touch on it again now. Yeah. Especially after the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and not make it a M rated game. 
Yeah. Because Bully was T and, you know, oh, like a 13-year-old can play this game. You know, and I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where Rockstar's never been afraid to push the envelope. But I, I don't think they'll even touch that. Yeah. I don't blame them. I, see, I liked I liked the Grand Theft Auto games. Um, but, like, you have to play those games to do the plot. You can't... At some point, those games become so empty. Like, GTA Five is probably the best example of that not being an issue, but, like, GTA Four, all the little diversions and stuff feel pointless. Like, at least when I was shooting animals and skinning them in Red Dead Redemption, it was, you know, for money or for a quest or to get the Master Hunter up and stuff like that. Um, and in Grand Theft Auto, it's never enough of that. Like, the only thing that I could think of that was for money was the taxi diversions. And even that wasn't, like, great. No. I don't know. I just, I've never been the biggest fan of Grand Theft Auto. I Like, I've played, God, I've played them all. I well, still... I think, I think Saint Ro- Saints Road, specifically 2, um, because it's the most like Grand Theft Auto before they kind of went, like, full off the rails. Yeah. Did all that stuff way better, where they kind of made it, they gave all the little side missions some importance. Yeah. Like, they gave it a little story bit, like... When you go and do the cop, the fake fake cops missions for television, um, you know they have an introduction cutscene for those six missions. And when you go do the other diversion of the same thing, it's a different different cutscene introducing those six missions. And like in Grand Theft Auto, they it's like, do you want to go bowling? No. That's great if you're online and you want to play with someone on like for that, but like don't waste my single player experience on that yeah i don't know it's it's one of those things i guess you know i just never was never a big fan of them i buy them that being every said, time it, that being said rockstar's warriors game yeah that's, you beat them up. i i played that that was okay you like the warriors i like the you know the only game i'd ever suggest based off of it i liked their old midnight club games too I always find them kind of meh in comparison to like Need for Speed Underground. Well, I mean, I, yeah, Need for Speed was like the king of that, but I didn't mind the, I didn't mind theirs either. And then you know they got uh, the Manhunt. I played Manhunt back in the day. I played Manhunt Two when it, their big controversy was going on. Yeah, played it on the Wii. Motion controls. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. Um. That's it for us on Red Dead Redemption. It feels weird to part with this game, even though the new one's coming out Friday. Yeah. So less than less than three days away, we're we're gonna be getting more Red Dead, which I'm fine with that. I'm ready. Oh so, yeah, me too. But yeah, that's it for us. We're gonna get out of here. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, thank you for the emails. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you we are going to be taking the month of November off. There's a lot of uh, a lot of review games I'm working on right now, and I just purchased God of War, um, so I am going to try to play through that in preparations for Game of the Year, as well as Red Dead Redemption, on top of doing review games. So, I'm, are you um? Just a quick question: what what difficulty are you going to play with God of War? On? I, it's just normal. Okay. 
Yeah. You might want to, if you want to beat that quickly, you might want to just set that down easy. I'm not going to, like, I'm not trying to, like, rush through it or anything like that. I'm just going to just try to play You'll it. see what I mean. Some of that stuff gets fairly difficult. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. not playing on hard. I'm, I'm sure it does. But, yeah, I so we are going to be taking the month off. Uh, the next game we're going to be doing, if Matt is back, that's the thing, is Matt's still kind of incapacitated at the moment. Um, with his, his, his work and stuff like that. Uh, it, we're probably going to be doing, since we weren't able to do Halloween this year, we're going to probably do like we did last year and do Nightmare Before Christmas. And we're going to be doing The Evil Within 2. So that'll probably be I have a month one. to finish Evil Within. <laughs> there you go. So you got, uh, uh, we did the Evil Within probably about three years ago for Phoenix Down for Halloween, and I actually enjoyed that game a lot. And I hear Evil Within Two is even better, so I'm excited for that one. I've had it on my shelf for over a year now. Yeah, me too. So mine's still sealed, I think. But yeah, we're gonna take the the month off. Uh, so I can actually get review games done as well as play games for fun. I get it. Yeah. Playing Phoenix Down games is fun, but sometimes I, f- I feel not like- unless unless next year comes to fruition, in which case it won't be fun at all. Oh, I think that's going to be fun to me. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, you you say that now. We're not like. Here's the thing about next year. Next year we're going to be playing really bad games, notoriously you bad. Have Sonic, games. you have Sonic the Hedgehog 06. You're not having fun. No one's having fun. It's not like we're going to play through those games to their entirety. <laughs> we're, you're going to sit through one. You're going to sit through one load screen on that game. Go home. We made a terrible mistake. Most of the games that we're going to be doing, we're not going to finish. We're just going to play them as much as we can until we're done with them. And then we're going to talk about them. We're going to have a ton of episodes next year because it's all going to be, yeah, we played this game for like four hours and yeah, let's talk about for five minutes. Yeah, let's let's talk about how shitty it is. That's 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 basically what it is. So it's going to be we're going to have fun with that one. But no, like with Phoenix Down games, I still feel like I'm under a deadline. Like I got to make it to this point before. Oh yeah, I I mean we we both rushed Red Dead. Yeah. I did none of the hunting missions. I did none of anything. So, with that Red Dead Redemption 2, I want to sit down. I want to do the hunting missions. I want to get every freaking costume in that game. I want to get everything. Costumes. Costumes. So, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, you may get like a, a intermission show here and there. Something like that in November. Just us, you know, talking, shooting the shit kind of oh, thing. Oh, uh, Red Dead. About Red Dead. Or, you know, other games that we're doing. Or just about... Chair. JRPGs. <laughs> or just about anything. So uh but yeah, that's that's the plan for now. Uh but you can you can stick to our uh our Twitter, which is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. And uh I'll try to do some updates on what we're planning on doing. Uh but you can follow us all on Twitter. I'm at DML Fury and Anthony is at Intersect. N-T-R-S-K-T. And that's it. We're gonna get out of here. Thank you all for listening and sticking with us through Red Dead Redemption. And I hope everybody out there enjoys Red Dead Redemption 2. Until next time, I am Drew. I'm Anthony. And we're out of here. We'll catch you guys sometime. We'll probably do an intermission show somewhere around here. And uh, we'll be back with our next game, which will be The Evil Within 2.
hands upon a dead man's gun and you're looking down the sides. Your heart is warm and seems atoned and they've given you a reason to fight. Not gonna take what they've got to give, and you're not gonna let 'em take your will to live because they've taken enough, and you've given them all you can give, and luck won't save them. Take.